Final hour of the radio program. This is it's, it's been one of the best hours, best uh, two hours we've ever done here. Uh, Puck and the Gas Man live from the Carter Volkswagen Studio Lunch with Listeners brought to you by our good friends at the Other Coast Cafe, the world's greatest sandwich shop. Three locations, Ballard, Queen Anne, and also uh, Capitol Hill. Visit uh, your friendly local Other Coast Cafe uh, today. Joining us... Our first time to check in with him on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. Ladies and gentlemen, maybe number 13 in your program, number one in your heart, Seahawks punter out of the University of Texas, Michael Dixon joins the radio program. Michael, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? We are We are great. Let me, let me just ask you first, and we'll start here. Uh, for those who, who did not know this story, it was the more, one of the more comical stories that come out of the uh, Combine. Did you win the staring contest with the Seahawks? Uh, it was more a contest between myself. So I, they said, see how long you can go without blinking. And then it was just a bit of fun. Um, I got better each time. So, yeah, just a little bit of fun. There you go. Who, who Was it Schneider or Carol that asked you to do it? Uh, it was uh, someone that they bring in to do the uh, – okay. Some of the interview stuff for them, yeah. Okay. Did, did did you find it? Did you think it was weird? Were you laughing? Was it what, what was the atmosphere like when they're asking you to do that? Um, it was just like a bit of lighthearted. It wasn't anything right too serious. It was right. just a bit of bit of fun. Um, but yeah, obviously tried to to do well. It's just kind of my nature. Well, my my eight year old daughter kicks my ass. We we play the staring contest, the staring game a lot. I I cannot beat her. I I can't go more than like it's like ten seconds, and my eyes start getting dry and itchy. That she's going like fifteen <laughs> minutes, and I'm like, can you blink? You're kind well. of you're starting to scare me that you haven't blinked in fifteen minutes. I think that you may be possessed. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm probably similar to you. I only lasted maybe ten or so, ten fifteen seconds, and then I I gave in. So. Michael, yeah. what what was it? So you're you're growing up in Sydney. You, you you played Aussie Rules football. You were in a in a, a youth program run by the Sydney Swans. You obviously were pretty good at what you're doing. What was it that made you take a look at American football? We've seen this over the last several years. A lot of Australian guys have come over here and had some success at the college level, and we're starting to see it at the NFL level. Was it one of those guys? What was the moment where you said, "Hey, I wanna I wanna try this. I think I might be good at this." So it was in the back of my mind for a couple of years playing uh, uh, Aussie rules football. I thought, you know, if it doesn't work out, I'd like to give this a give this a crack because I had a uh, a pretty big punt in Aussie rules football. I could uh, I'd kind of hit the ball American style. We'd call it a torpedo punt, torpedo kick, and uh, I was pretty good at them. So uh, decided, you know, I really want to give this a, a fair shot. And uh, just looked up online if there are any coaches in Australia, found one and got in contact with him and had a workout with him. And he said that I was ready to play at a uh, college level if I, if I trained with him. So it all kind of sparked from there. Hmm. Uh, Michael Dixon's our guest, new punter for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, he is uh, out of the University of Texas. You did something that I, I don't know has ever been done before. Maybe, maybe it has been. You left school early. I, I can't remember, Michael, the last punter who left school early to go into the NFL draft. You obviously you get you get drafted. You were Ray Guy Award winner, so you were the best punter in college football. Uh, how did the school react? Your coaches react when you said, "You know what? I'm I'm leaving early. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the NFL." Uh, 
they were really supportive. They um, they obviously wanted me to stay, talked about everything. Um, you know, it took me. It was after the last game where I really sat down and thought about it because I didn't want to think about it during the year. Um, and you know, they they were supportive once I made up my mind because they knew that it'd be hard to up my draft stock anymore and. They knew that I was pretty competitive and wanted to compete at the highest level possible. So uh, they were pretty understanding after it's happened. And since then, they've just been extremely supportive and, uh, yeah, just proud of me, I guess. And and you're – because you – how old were you when you got to Texas? You were already like 20, right, or 21 when you got there? No, I was uh, I was 19. 19 um, when you got there? Okay. Um, yeah, so I was only – I mean, there was guys in my class that were – my age as well. I'm not one of the uh, older guys that right. the program sends across. Um, yeah, pretty much the the exact age of, of my class. Were you um, were you prepared at all for how big football is at Texas? I mean, you know, you're from Sydney. You're from a big city. You've seen big things. Nevertheless, it's different at the University of Texas. Were Were you ready for that when you got there and saw what it was like? <laughs> Not at all. I remember uh, <laughs> coming in from for my official visit, and we're driving down I thirty five, and they're like, "Oh, look over there! That's the stadium, and you can see it from miles away." And yeah. it just that just blew my mind. I was like, "This is college level. This isn't professional," because there's nothing like that in Australia. There's no college level that's you know has a stadium that seats a hundred thousand people plus and averages you know ninety thousand people at a home game. It's just I mean that that blew my mind, and then seeing the facilities, and you know, was not expecting that. You are you're not going to get this reference because you're, you're too young, but maybe you've seen the movie. Uh, there was a great movie in the '80s called Johnny Be Good. It was it was a story of this high school kid. It was a top recruit, it was a, a comedy, and he goes and he goes in uh, all these recruiting visits, and he has this one recruiting visit to this to this fictional Texas school. And I always envision every recruiting trip like this at Texas, that it's always like this. And it's just out of control, right? There are women everywhere. It's just, it's just bananas. What, what, was, what was that recruiting trip like? Because I believe, was that the only one you took and then they offered you a scholarship and you, you accepted right away? Yeah, that was the only one I took. Yeah. Um, I came on my visit at a time – like right in between where they hold most visits. So I was, I was here by myself. Um, I got shown around, met a lot of the teammates and everything. Nothing too crazy. Um, <laughs> I guess they could tell my personality and just showed me around the city and had nice dinners and, you know, um, really experienced what Austin was going to be like. And that's what really made me fall in love with it, the, the landscape and everything. So. So at a fairly young age, you're uprooted from everything you know, and you come to America. What was it that you found either either uh, uh, strange or something that was different? What was it that you saw? As, what, what, you know, what's that all about? How, how odd was it to adjust culturally to a new country at a pretty young age? It wasn't too bad because we watch a lot of American movies and a lot of American TV and all that stuff. So it was more so already having these preconceived ideas and then like seeing them like if i drive around the suburbs i'm like that's such an american looking house we don't have houses like that um or like this is american food man this is a diner uh it's just like the cultures like that you feel it kind of felt like i was in a tv show or a movie for the first couple months that i was here 
What's the Michael? What's the, what's the one thing that Australians like to like make fun of with with it when it comes to America? When it comes to Americans, what what's the one thing you're like? God, these Americans, they're always they're always getting this wrong, or they're always they're always so uptight about this. Is, is there something like as as a, as a Australians you guys make fun of us about? Uh, so my cousin's here now. He's um he's coming to Texas to take the punting job. So I mean we've been able to bond a lot over just little things that we find different. So like if you order a salad and it's just like drenched in like ranch or something or something that <laughs> we love ranch in America too much. Sometimes you're like, this is such an American salad. Like, why is it, why is it like this? But, um, just little things, but it's all fun. I love it here. What, what do you get it? What, what's a salad look like in Australia? Maybe a little bit of olive oil, balsamic, um, Nothing salt and pepper. Nothing, nothing that's going to make you feel sick after you eat it. Yeah, well, just just because you're healthy, don't expect us to be impressed. <laughs> <laughs> nothing that just ranch is swimming in. Yeah. Hey, what? Um, yeah. We were talking yesterday uh, when we knew we were going to have you on, and I, I was telling uh, Jason that years and years and years ago, I've got a friend who lives in Melbourne, and we were down there and we, we saw an Aussie Rules football game. I've always been amazed that that sport has never caught on anywhere else. Are, are are you? I mean, you you've now traveled a little bit. You've, you're you're proficient in a couple different sports. Why do you think Aussie rules football, which is so exciting and has so many cool elements of other sports in it, why has it been confined to Australia and really confined to Melbourne in terms of its popularity? Yeah, that's a that's a good question because I I, well, I remember when I came over here and we were having the off seasons and I see some of the athletic guys on the team like. Tyrone Swoops was the main one that I always used to go, he would be an unreal Aussie rules player just because he's tall, athletic, faster than a lot of the guys. So, I mean, I was here constantly thinking, man, these guys would kill it at Aussie rules if they grew up and they were punting a football around. But um, I don't know, hopefully one day it catches on and spreads around the world because I still still have a love for that sport. What about like LeBron James? You know, and uh, oh, he'd be wh- great. <laughs> he'd be great at Aussie rules. Wouldn't lung? I don't know he's now because really good at any sport. Yeah, he'd be good. But young LeBron, imagine LeBron uh-huh. like eight years ago in Aussie rules he's, football. He's, he's six. <laughs> Michael, he's six eight. You know, now he's two seventy. He's yeah. sitting, but back in the day, he, you know, he's still six eight, two fifty five. Yeah, right. Yeah, he'd be. Yeah, he'd be, he'd be unreal. Yeah, there. and you know, Swoops is yeah. on the, is on the Seahawks, right? You know that. You're aware of that. I do. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, that would be awesome to see LeBron play play Australian rules football. <laughs> Michael, what's your family situation like, and how difficult was it to to move away from again family and friends to come over here? You're you're pursuing your dream, and so far so good, man. Texas to the Seahawks, but how tough has it been to be away? And 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 tell us a little bit about who's behind back there in Australia. Yeah, it was pretty tough getting away from family. Um, was able to use FaceTime and everything to be able to stay in contact and everything started working it out what times I can call because it was mainly the the time difference that made it the biggest struggle because mm-hmm. when I was having my free time they'd either be asleep or then when they have their free time I'm at practice and it was really hard to juggle it but after a while you start forming and understanding what when are the good times to call and everything so it was pretty hard but as long as I get to go home Every, like once or twice a year, I'm pretty good, and they they come over once or twice a year. So, I mean, we get to spend valuable time together instead of just bumming around the house together. You know, it's it makes 
our interaction is really special. Um, and it's been good having my cousin move over here because we're like brothers. We're really close, so uh, we both can go through it together. Michael uh, Dixon is our guest on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline, a new punter for your Seattle Seahawks. Uh, and he, again, is joining uh, myself uh, and the gas man. The, I, the, I love this story that um, now you've been selected in the NFL. You are a Ray Guy Award winner for the nation's best punter. You were the MVP of the Texas Bowl. I do want to cover that as well and your, your guy's victory over Missouri. Uh, but you haven't graduated yet. Is your head coach Tom Herman, has he, has he called you by name yet? And tell the story, uh, the background of that. Yeah, so uh, head coach Tom Herman hasn't called me by my name yet on purpose. He has by accident before, but um, <laughs> so he, he says it's a uh, tradition that he has with punters and stuff. And the media in Texas only really found out about it at Texas, uh, the Big 12 media days, where he tweeted saying, thanks to Connor Williams, PJ and Nation, and thanks to the punter for coming out and doing the media day. <laughs> and everyone... Everyone was so offended but me. I just I kind of laughed about it and kind of tweeted back something funny, but um, seemed to offend everyone else more than it did me. So, I mean, it's a bit of fun. He says he'll call it, call me my name when I graduate, and I left early, so I guess I've got to wait a couple more years until, <laughs> until he calls me by my name. <laughs> is graduating, I mean, I don't mean to, to be to give a flip question here, but I mean, is graduating important to you? Do you see yourself trying to keep your nose to the grindstone and getting a degree from Texas, or, or are you ready to move on with your career now and, and be in the NFL? Definitely. So I worked my way into the McCombs Business School here at Texas, and that that was a real grind for me, and that was always a goal. So um, I, I got accepted in this time last year or the year before, and yeah, I'm always going to try and finish my degree. Um, it was one of the reasons why I left early was because it was becoming really hard to give that difficult business degree all the attention it needed hmm. whilst playing football and trying to really excel. And I'm pretty obsessive about football and trying to get better. So it was pretty pretty hard to balance both. Um, I was still passing, getting the grades and everything, but I really wanted to excel in that degree. So when I did, when I am done with football, I'll be able to be, you know, an expert in that field and not just someone who has a degree in the field and does pretty well. I want to be, you know, at the top of that level. So that's why um, that was one of the reasons that, um, you know, helps me leave. Yeah, well, Herman seems like kind of a fun coach. Like he'd be like a fun guy to play for. I'm surprised, like, after you were named the MVP of the Texas Bowl against Missouri, for people who don't know this story, you dropped 10 of 11 punts inside inside the 20 and i was also reading one thing there's a scout and all these websites that are out there that are previewing the nfl draft one scout i want to know how you react to this one scout called you the aaron donald of punters not too sure who aaron donald is. aaron donald aaron donald <laughs> is like one of the best if not the best interior defensive tackle uh, in all football, you will play them. You will see them twice a year. Your quarterback, your new quarterback, Russell Wilson, is going to be running for his life uh, when he faces Aaron Donald in the Rams. It's probably a good thing you're not going to be on the field at the same time as Aaron Donald. He's a he's a beast. He's unbelievable. Right, right, right. Well, yeah. Well, then that sounds like a massive compliment. There you um, go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I've only really been into uh, NFL and college and getting everyone's name. It took me. I mean, my first year, I was only really working out all the rules, so not too up-to-date on every 
every star player, but sure. constantly learning and, you know, love the game. How much did you know about Seattle before you were drafted up here in in terms of either the team, the the, the area? How much do you know about up here? Uh, not a little bit now, more so. But um, So I never had a favorite uh, NFL team uh, when I got here, but played Madden and would always play with the Seahawks on Madden. So <laughs> I know go. a little bit, know some of the players. If the routes are anything like that in Madden, I probably will uh, have the playbook down pat. But, um, yeah, no, uh, know that it's a really good city with some good culture and everything, so I'm super, super excited. Perfect. You know what, it's, it's funny, if you, when you come up here, whenever you land in town and you get a chance to ever go down to Portland, Portland is literally the same city as Austin. It's just nicer. It's just Austin's got better weather. It's, it's literally the exact right. same city. The same people. The, it looks the same. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> you'll, you'll, and Portland is That's like, awesome. yeah, Portland's like two and a half hours uh, south of Seattle. The other fun, fun thing I love about you, I don't know how many punters, Gas, I'm not sure if you know this, have a fan page dedicated to them on Instagram. If you go to, if you go to Michael Whoa. 13 Dixon, this guy, I, I assume you have met this person, uh, has created a fan page uh, for Michael Dixon. It says the official fan page of Michael Dixon. It says punters are people too. Two times big team, big 12 special teams player of the year. Ray Guy award winner, fifth round pick. And then it's got pictures. <laughs> I love the pictures of the the flaming cannonballs that are that are coming out and going on to cities of your of your punting ability. I also like the picture with your face on on uh, who is that? That is um, that's not James Harden. Why am I blanking? That's uh, God. Why am I blanking on his name? Uh, whoever the guy for the Houston Rockets, the point guard for the Rockets, that I've literally just Chris blanked. Paul. Chris Paul. Thank you. Jeez, I need a I need a cocktail. <laughs> that's a hell of a thing to have your own fan page there, Michael. Yeah, so uh, that actually started last year. I was sitting in class and then had these notifications that someone was tagging me in these photos and everything. And then I looked at it <laughs> and just started cracking up and actually met the the kid who runs it at the bowl game. Uh, he, he was uh, on the side of the stand, called me over. You know, I recognized his face because, um, you know, he said, yeah, I run the page. It's my name, blah, blah, blah. So. No, that was a that's a funny thing. Those kids crack me up. The the team loves it as well. They're they're pretty uh they're pretty hilarious kids. Well, Michael, you seem like a good sport, man. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna end this uh, interview with a little rapid fire questions for you to get to know Michael Dixon just a little bit more. All right, so just give me your first answer that comes to mind. Rapid fire. This is gonna be easier than any combine questions you had to you had to answer. We're not gonna do any staring contests that the uh, the Seahawks did. Okay. Uh, All right, so you're from Austin. You're, you're not from Austin, but you spent time in Austin. It's like the barbecue capital of of the country. Some would say it's got great barbecue. Are you a ribs guy or a brisket guy? Uh, neither. I've, I had too much barbecue now, so I'm kind of turned off it a little bit. <laughs> no more barbecue. You've had way too much barbecue. Well, no barbecue. there's not a lot of great barbecue yeah. up here, but what there's a lot of great seafood, so you'll like that. All right, best Australian athlete ever. I mean, you probably won't get the reference, but um, Buddy Franklin, he's a star okay. Aussie rules player. Have you ever um, met Have you ever yeah. met professional surfer Stephanie Gilmore? I have not. Oh, well, she, well, I, I, we Googled her about all day this, this morning. It was unbelievable. All right. Are you a, are you a beer drinker? 
No. No, oh, man, I was going to ask you. I don't like beer, no. You don't like beer, so I can't ask you if you like Foster's or Shinerbach. Shinerbach is, of course, a Texas beer, and Foster's is the stereotypical beer that every Australian drinks. But you don't drink beer, so I can't ask beer you that one. Yeah, but Foster, I don't think Foster's is even sold in Australia. I've that, never seen Foster's <laughs> in Australia. You know, you know what I remember is there's Foster's. It's a bit like Outback Steakhouse. Right. <laughs> what, what, I, what I remember is there's Foster's yeah. signs everywhere, but nobody has it. Nobody has it? Like, they got signs everywhere you look, yeah, but nobody no has, has it. it. All right, who's a, who's who's yeah. what's a better athlete, a punter or a kicker? Punter. Yeah, of course. For sure. All right, so you don't drink beers, but who would be the one person like over a great Australian dinner? Who's the one person you'd like to have dinner with? Anyone in the world, dead or alive? Anyone in the world. Um it would have to be Drake and <laughs> maybe Kanye West cuz just cuz he's <laughs> Going a little crazy right now. It'd be interesting. <laughs> He's got a little. All right, final question. This is the most important question you're ever going to be asked, and no one, no nobody else is going to ask you in a radio interview in Seattle this question. Do you like to put ketchup on your hot dogs? Yes. Oh, boy, You're going to have such a great Michael. career. It's going to be so much fun watching you work up here. Good job. There's so many things we like about you. That one, I don't know if we could be friends. Uh, Michael, it's great great having you on. Great sport. Uh, we look forward to seeing you uh, this week, Rookie Minicamp, uh, and, uh, and obviously a, a long and successful uh, NFL career. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Michael Dixon, new punter for your Seattle Seahawks. We, uh, we thank Michael. We also thank... Uh, the Seahawks there for uh, setting that up. All right, we got to give away $50 to John Howie Steak. We asked Brad Adam of Root Sports a specific question at 11 o'clock. If you can come up with the correct answer, you can win $50 uh, to John Howie Steak. Now back to Puckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. All right, welcome back to the uh, radio program, Puck and the Gas Man. Uh, Ian Furness coming up at the uh, top of the hour. We'll check in with him coming up uh, next segment. Our thanks to the Seahawks. Michael Dixon, the uh, fifth-round selection of your uh, professional football team here in town. Thank you to him for uh, joining us in that last segment. Again, guy's got his fan page. His head coach won't call him by his name, even though he was the MVP of the Texas Bowl. And uh, he do- he's an Australian that doesn't like beer. That Damn. we gotta we gotta delve into that. Maybe he just doesn't. Yeah, it seems like he was just trying to, you know, wow, throw us off the scent. Who knows? I don't think I've ever. I mean, I think you were, you said in the break. I don't think I've ever met an Australian yeah. that doesn't like beer. Think That's about part of the thing when you grow up, you have to be a beer drinker. Let's say he has a great career with the Seahawks. Yeah. Let's say he just stays here for twelve years. He's an All Pro punter. Uh, maybe they win another chance. Who knows? Yeah. And then he goes back to Australia, and his whole American thing is, I played college football at Texas, and I played NFL football in Seattle. That's not bad for a no, kid from Sydney, huh? Of that, course that works not. out okay. For a guy that, yeah. I mean, and they've got this whole, uh, ESPN did a whole story on this academy that they have over there, this Australian rules, or this American football academy that they all go to there in Melbourne. And it's, they are producing guys left and right. Yeah, There's a guy at LSU, uh, the dude at Utah that's awesome. I don't know if he's coming back or did he go to the – no, I think he's coming back. He's out of the same academy, obviously, uh, Michael is. Yeah, it, it's amazing. The, the story that uh, – Softy turned me on to it is the story that the Texas Longhorn Network did on him last year, detailing his parents coming out there and and uh, how he got so involved in it. I'm watching video of him kicking the the, the – what do you call it? The, just the ball, the foot – Yeah, yeah. Whatever, the Aussie rule ball. And – um he just is booming this thing. It's unbelievable the leg strength that this guy has. He's a huge, 
He visualizes a ton. Yeah. It was telling this great story that he, and I was reading a story where he gets in, he doesn't like anybody, he doesn't like getting too overworked in the game. Right. Up and right, down. Right. Because he, he says it tightens his chest, and if his chest is tight, then he can't perform his kicks. That he, he goes to the stadium every Wednesday when it's a home game, and he sits inside the stadium, just kicks by himself. And he and he's doing it with his eyes closed because he wants to visualize what's he gonna what he will do, exactly wow. where the kicks are gonna go. That's a craft. He's like there. Russell Wilson for like a punter. Yeah, we just yeah. need to keep him away from a pop star. Well, or maybe or maybe or get not. a pop star. That's worked out okay. Yeah, that maybe get him a pop. Worked star. out all right. But there you go. So uh, that was that was a cool interview. Again, I'm surprised again did, uh, does not drink beer. And well, that'd help that chest tightening issue a little let's bit. Catch have up a, on a hot dog. Well, that's fine, uh, but, but have a beer once in a while. Your chest will be loose as a goose when you're out there. You'll be all relaxed. Yes, I don't know if I can trust them anymore. Yeah. Um, all right, so we uh, we had let's give away fifty dollars to uh, John Howie State. Uh, we we had Brad on uh, Brad Adam on earlier today. Uh, brought to you by John Howie State. Uh, we talked to him about uh, several things, including uh, maybe we'll touch on it again. What he said at the end about about Ichiro. Do we have the audio of this, too? You mean the answer? Yes. yes we'll play it after okay. the call. Thank yeah. you. All right. So, Brad Adam, we were talking earlier in the show about things that if we go to dinner parties, we go out. We, that what's the profession you say you lie about that what, that, that what you don't do? What I really screwed this up. If you have a phony profession. If you profession. have a phony profession. Boy, I really just. Because you don't want to admit what you do. Torpedo this thing. Right. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> we're back on the beam. <laughs> what, what profession do you, do you make up when someone asks you what you do for a living? And so Brad would go out with his buddies down in San Diego, and he would lie about a profession. What was that profession that he would tell strangers instead of saying he was a broadcaster. What would he tell strangers? Uh, the 500th caller uh, will get the $50 <laughs> gift card uh, there to John Howie State. 286-9595-1-800-829-0950. Brad Adams said he tells strangers this is what he does instead of telling them that he's a sports broadcast. First person to get this right will get $50 to John Howie Steak as Jackson's answering the phones, and we'll see if someone can get the uh, right answer. We'll also quickly recap what he said about Ichiro towards the end. Basically, we uh, Gas asked him about the future of Ichiro, and have they made a decision on his playing future? And he said yes, that they have made a decision on what they want to do with Ichiro, and that something, it's Brad's impression, in speaking and texting with Ichiro today, texting with Ichiro today, that um, something will happen this week. This will be his final homestand as a Mariner, and that Ichiro's on board, that everything is good, and that um, they've made a decision. I don't know which day it could happen on, but that he's also wants to retire as a Seattle Mariner. We're reading a little bit into it sure. from from what he said, but yeah, that that it's uh, that his indication from texting with Ichiro was that they told him something, and that Ichiro was fine with whatever they told him. Well, so, he I mean, did specifically say a decision has been made. Yeah. So we're not reading into that. A decision has been made on his future. Well, now, what is that decision? Um, well, no, I guess we we don't know, but reading. Yeah, the, maybe the decision is he stay until October. Hey, stay, hey, staying all the way here. <laughs> it, it is. He is. He's going to stay here all the way through the end of the season. Well, the Mariners, of course, going to play for the World Series. Jackson, do we have a winner on our fifty dollars yes, gift card? Yes, we do. Right. It's uh, Tom is in Auburn. All right, Tom. Earlier today, we were joking around what professions we like to lie about to tell people when we meet them at a dinner party. We asked Brad Adam that question. Uh, what did Brad say when we asked him 
when you tell people, strangers, what you do for a living? His answer was what? He's a sports agent. He's a sports agent. Well, let's hear from Brad himself. Back in college where we would go out, uh, my buddies and I would pretend that they were like professional athletes and I was a sports agent. And I was kind of representing them, my clients. There you go. All right, congratulations, Tom. I'm going to put you back on hold. You get a $50 gift card to John Howie Steak. Thanks so much for calling in. Thanks, guys. There he is, uh, Tom, uh, sports agent. What did you say again was your go-to? Do you have a go-to one? I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, I forget what I said. I, I, I don't have a go-to one. Got to come up with one. I run Banger. <laughs> I run the submarine base over at Banger. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Banger, what the hell is that? I, I like the idea of the, of the gentleman's club. Contours. Contours. I, I own that. Contours. It's a, it's a gentleman's club, actually. Isn't Contours a gym? Uh, Isn't there a I gym called Contours? Yeah, maybe. Am I yeah. making stuff up now? If you are, but I'm going to go with it. I, I think, think Contour Map idea. would be a hell of an idea for a strip club. I think I think that's a great name. That or yeah. the Gas Pump. Yeah. The well, again, yeah, yeah. I mean, it I don't know. Pe- I don't know people that that might not be a name conducive to getting people to come in and you know. <laughs> what do you mean? What's going on in there anyway? Uh, who do you like tonight in the old NBA playoffs? There, Gas Man, Cavs and Toronto Pelicans and Warriors. Uh, Toronto and uh, both the Warriors favored in that one. And the Cavs, I mean, my God, they went go game seven. They go seven games with your beloved uh, Indiana Pacers. Toronto's all rested up. That one will tip at 5 o'clock on TNT, game one of that series. I believe Toronto is favored by six and a half. I would pick Toronto tonight just because I think Cleveland had a lot taken out of them. I I think Cleveland may ultimately come back and win the series. I think game one for them is going to be tough just given how much they had to to put into winning that first series with Indiana. Do you put your trust in LeBron in this series? Oh yeah, if you're at yeah. I mean, I don't, I, they'll win. You think? Yeah, I do. I do. I mean, I, I'm kind of rooting for Toronto, not because I, I mean, I actually I love LeBron. I hope he yeah. can keep this going. But I like Dwayne Casey too, and I wouldn't mind seeing Toronto break through finally and get out of this this malaise where they get in every year but they can't go anywhere. What a great fan base up there too. It's yeah, awesome. yeah, and and I, but LeBron, I it's funny because a lot of times, and and maybe either a I'm getting more mature, or b in this case it just doesn't matter. But you know the the the. The knee-jerk reaction for a sports fan is, oh, I, I live and die with the Pacers. They're my favorite team since I was a kid. Well, I want Cleveland to lose. You're mad that they beat you. Oh, sure. And in this case, I don't really care about Cleveland well, as much, but I love LeBron. I love watching you, him play. If, if you, want, I'll tell you this. I mean, I, I want them to lose because I have a bet, and it's money. And, and that I want, makes yeah, that sense. But if you want eyeballs on the finals, you want them to win. Yeah. I mean, hey, I love Toronto, but I don't want to see – as a NBA fan, Toronto, Houston. I don't want to see Toronto in the finals, um, and I certainly don't want to see Boston with no Kyrie Irving and nor Gordon Hayward. Uh, uh, that the story is going to be Terry Rozier wearing a Drew Bledsoe jersey to every game because he wants to throw it at Eric Bledsoe. What's what's the what's the commissioner Adam Silver? Is that his name yes. now? What do you think Adam Silver's reaction is oh. going to be when they say, "Hey, funny thing, it turns out it's Toronto and, and Utah." Yeah, or uh, New Orleans is spot all the way back, and they beat the Warriors. Toronto, New Orleans. Oh, yeah, it'd be uh, no. It's it's you, you know, but you want the stars. Uh, you want the stars, but even more than that, it's just we are now getting to a point where we're not going to see as much of this from LeBron. This is you know we are in the prime. Oh, good, point. good point. Yeah, and and yeah. so you kind of want to yeah, God, keep it up, man. Time. Let's see how much he can do. Can he get to the ninth straight finals? Can he continue to score thirty and forty points in every playoff game? It's, it's amazing. And then the uh, the nightcap tonight: Pelicans at the Warriors. I believe uh, Golden State favored by nine nine and a half. Seven thirty on TNT. Golden State uh, up one game to love in that series, and it's the return of Steph Curry tonight. Uh, Steph will be uh, playing tonight as the Golden State Warriors try to uh, go up two nothing there on the New Orleans Pelicans. 
All right, we'll uh, wrap up the show coming up next. We'll find out what's happening in the Mayor of Maple Valley show. I've seen him. Seems a little grumpy today in the sports pit. I'm not sure what to, what's going on with him, uh, but we'll find out what he's got planned for 1 o'clock. Now back to Puckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. A uh, quick uh, promotion. Uh, our Columbia Hospitality uh, Golf Series continues. Uh, we're partners, obviously, with Columbia Hospitality, Silver City Brewery, Daniels Brewery, Cutter and Buck, and also a pro golf discount. Uh, the 2018 Golf Event Series. Best courses in the region. The more you play, the more chances you have to win our grand prize, which is a trip for two to Augusta, Georgia, to attend a little golf tournament called the Masters. So the basic premise is I think we're through two tournaments, I believe. Uh, For each event you participate in, you will receive uh, entries to win our grand prize. So one event, you get one entry. If you enter in two events, you get three entries. If you enter in three events, you get seven entries, four events, 15 Five events, thirty-one entries. You get the you get the gist. The more you play in, uh, better your chances are uh, to get a trip for two to the Masters. This week's event is the uh, Dos Amigos Cinco de Mayo Best Ball at McCormick Woods Golf Club again this Saturday, May fifth. Two-player uh, team best ball, gross and net divisions. Uh, there's still uh, time to set up. Just go to ColumbiaHospitality.com forward slash golf series. Uh, to log in or to register. Also coming up on May 18th, the Luau, the North Shore, North Shore Golf Club, uh, Silver City, nice day open at Gold Mountain. Uh, will be Friday, June 29th. And then the Summer 4 Golf at Semiamu Golf and Country Club, Wednesday, August 15th, will be the final golf event series. All right, so the M's and the A's are playing in Japan next year. I just, what? I just saw that. I, I just Why are we Gavin playing in Japan? Wait. Well... They they travel the farthest, right? The Mariners have the longest traveling distance, and they always complain about. And the one the one I'm with you both. The one thing I will say is, unlike the last time, remember how they did it last time, where they went over, played a couple couple games, and then came back to spring training for a week. It's like the games counted, yeah, and then you came back and played some games. Remember how goofed up that was. So I I think, as I understand it, that they're 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 going. And they're going to play a couple of games, and they're coming back here, and they're going to play a couple of exhibition games in Seattle, rather than say, "Hey, uh, just go all the way back down to Peoria, play a few there, and then come back." Well, why are they playing exhibition games after you've already played real games? I think just to kind of get you know get your legs back under you after the long plane trip. Wouldn't that just be all? Wouldn't all those things be a sign that this just isn't a good idea? Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. And then, Gas, you brought this up earlier. We, we were looking at this during the break. Is Why, why are the Angels not this, How are one the, of the Angels? Teams? If you're going to do they, this, if you're going to uproot two teams, don't you take, hey, we got this guy. Everybody in baseball says he's a once-in-a-lifetime right. superstar. So we're going to play games. And, and nobody at MLB says, hey, hang on a minute. And help me out. Is he not Japanese? Oh, is Otani on this trip? <laughs> he is. How about if they force the Angels well, to trade Otani to the A's is, for three games? This is clearly a sign that oh. Ichiro's on the team again next year. That's right. That's well, that right. can't be the case. Ichiro's I'm doing a whole show on Brad Adams' interview with you guys. Ichiro, so don't, don't be telling me that. <laughs> well, they said a decision was made. We just don't know exactly know. what the decision is. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm He's doing, back. I'm doing a show. I had, I had two ideas today when I'm listening to you guys. I can oh. do something on the uh, Australian punter or Ichiro. So I, yeah. Yeah, well, what do you think, he'll, if he wants a role in the organization, what role do you want to give Ichiro in the organization? Roving instructor. <laughs> How about the how about the how about the guy who sets up the play ball kid, Mike? Yeah. 
Like he's down there every day, and he got the mic set yeah. just for the kid to, to scream, play ball. This well, is, I think isn't Gassis is screaming a poll question tomorrow. What yeah. job do you want him to do with the organization? Yeah, sure. How about the person it, yeah. that comes out of like when on Sundays when they have the kid go steal the second base? He the he gets to be that person out there in center field, opens up the door for the kids. Uh, oh, that's a good rule. Well, I like the roving instructor. Play because ball, isn't roving instructor. Isn't, isn't, doesn't Griffey allegedly do that? He's a, a special yes. assistant to the general manager. And that's what he is. Because yeah. that's that's basically a do nothing job. Yeah. Dan Wilson. Yeah, he's a roving. No, Dan Wilson actually. He's a roving think, catching stuff. instructor. I think Dan Wilson actually does instruct. You know, it is good. <laughs> yeah, and is also waiting when Scott Service is relieved of his duties. Well, he might be waiting a little longer. It's uh, it's good to have uh, have your legends involved. Sure. Though. Yeah. You know, whether no, it's it setting is. up the play ball kid, Mike, or <laughs> roving instructor, or you know, any... maybe he sings "God Bless America" on Sundays. How about how about this? How about just to see it in and, Japanese, Ian? How, how about how about the the second base kid, the steal the second base? Yeah. Kid. The kid gets the base. And then, and then when he clears the outfield grass, Ichiro is released from the dugout. Yeah. And you see if Ichiro can, can beat him to the like center the guy field wall. Is like it Atlanta? Is it, yeah, the sprinter yeah. guy in Atlanta or whatever yeah. it is. I'm just thinking entertainment factor sure. here. Sure. I mean, bring back like the I mean, they got rid of the dancing groundskeepers. Ichiro can oh, wait, do something. Really? They're not doing that anymore. They don't do it anymore. A couple they of years. They haven't done it for years. Right? Years. Go to the ballpark, man. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff happening well, down no, there. No, because it's random. I always, I'd always hope it was going to happen. It never does. I yeah. think Bob, I, tw- I think Bob pulled a hamstring and said, oh, "This is it." Yeah. I don't need to do it anymore. Well, I liked the dancing there were, No, here's the problem. I like to be I, entertained I, when I go to the game. Weird, huh? Yeah. Uh, Gas. I was with you. Guys like you and I like the dancing grounds crew. My family did. The wife. The kids. There's a lot of curmudgeon media that didn't like it, and mm. they would tweet stuff out. Maybe he got sensitive. I don't know. Because like guys like, you know, oh, this isn't baseball. How's that going again? This isn't baseball. I want Ichiro <laughs> to be one of the blue jackets or the green jacket guy. Oh, where they don't let you go down to no. your seats wait, during the inning. I want him to hold the batter. sign. That would actually would that be funny if you're coming back getting a beer? You look up at a teacher holding the sign, and you know Excuse what? Me, you can't go down to your. No seat one down. would cross him. They'd go, well, if each it's Ichiro, I'm not going to disobey a direct order from Ichiro. How many home runs does he hit this week? Huh? How many home runs does he hit this week? He oh, he's got the flair so. for the dramatic. He'll yeah. probably hit one in his final game. Yeah. I would. I hate this. All right, you got to You got to Did you catch your breath? Yeah. He was a little excited. Well, when you only give me three minutes to talk about my show. That's not Wow, true. there you go. I like that. Seems it's like three good... more minutes than anybody else on the station's giving you. I just, I heard. It's like doing. a good time Why to head north. Money? Why can't you spend more money? I mean, it's a designated player. You know, you got allocation money. Right? What do you got coming up <laughs> on the show today? Just find a keeper that can make a save. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, we'll talk, we can actually talk a little bit of each row. I, I think he's one of the most fascinating, captivating uh, uh, athletes we've ever had, but I don't know exactly what he is for Seattle. We're going to discuss that a little bit today. Corey Brock from uh, The Athletic will join us. Are you joining The Athletic? I thought everyone was. Jeez, Have you not got your invitation no, yet? No, I'd like to be invited, too. Gas and I both got ours yesterday. Oh, I don't know if he's accepted. I am. No, I'm a Sports Press Northwest guy. I'm, I, I work there for you Teal. There you, I, go. I, you know, Teal's got his hooks in me. I, what does he pay you? Fish? Yeah, you know, I, I, I make a little money. Go. I do all right. all right. I got stock. Uh, all right. The uh, mayor's coming up at 1 o'clock. Uh, join us tomorrow. We'll have laughs and also Charles Davis from the NFL Network for his weekly visit. Brought to you by our friends at Premier Golf. will join us at 11 o'clock to put a wrap on the NFL draft. The Bears next. No shirt, no shoes, no ties. Anybody like to smoke some pump? I was born to love you. I was born to lick your face. I was born to rub you. But you were born to rub me first. What do you need my address for? We'd like to send out a mailer. Mother of mercy, I don't speak Japanese! <laughs>